Hi, you're listening to Invest in You with Frederick Sandval and Shirley and Ivan, a platform to enrich entrepreneurs globally with the power of positivity and sharing. Welcome to the podcast Invest in You. Today we've got Dr. John Schinner. He is from America and he is specialized into helping men performing at their peak, regardless if that's in the boardroom or the bedroom. Uh, he also is very used to run retreats. He is talking at very highly regarded universities all across uh, America. He was also an expert on the, the latest Pixar's Inside Out uh, movie. And he's also been working with uh, Stanford Medical School, so you might guess he is from California. Uh, he's also got a podcast which is called The Evolved Caveman, and that's the first time I got in touch with him, and that has been running for a while. He's helped easily 100,000 plus people with uh, his podcast as one tool, online management things, and sometimes helping people with anger management. Uh, we will not be very aggressive on this podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in. Okay, Charlie. Mm-hmm. So should we call this episode number 83? Yes. All right. Uh, for the audio's sake, this is a super improvised podcast. We got a guest from America, Shadi and Ivan on this side, and across the pond, who have you got in America today? This is Dr. John Schinner. Awesome. Perfect. So uh, we will call him John or Doctor. What do you think, Shadi? Let's call him John. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Not preferable. Fine. So this is episode number eighty-three. Eighty-three. So here we go, Shadi. Who are you, John, for people who have got no idea who you are? Who am I? I'm a psychologist in the U.S. that primarily works with men at this point. Uh, Started out doing positive psychology, and that led to doing work in anger management, which led to working with executives and businessmen. And over time, I realized that these businessmen were highly successful at work, but more or less miserable at home. So then I started getting into more relationship skills and more recently work in masculinity. One time when I came home from having been abroad, Charlie was nine months at the time, and uh, I've been away for a while, and he started actually to cry when mm. I picked him up. And can you imagine how bad I, I felt as a parent? Uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> very tough. Luckily, it, it, it passed in after a few seconds, but still. Right, Charlie. So uh, do you do the honor and, and ask him what he thinks about the podcast name? So the podcast name is called Invest in Years. You might know. Uh, what does like investing in yourself mean to you? To me, it means continual growth, lifelong learning, um, yeah. but also self-care. I think that most of the men that I work with, many tend to give, 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 give until they're tapped out. And you know, many of us are taught to serve others first. You can only do that for so long before you burn out. And so I think yeah. that self-care is huge so whatever you need to do to take care of yourself and fill your own charge your own batteries becomes critical you got to keep that number one so that you can continue to serve others yeah exactly yeah especially you work with with people in so many different situations how do you refuel your own batteries how do you re-energize um for me it's exercise it's hanging out with my my loved one it's things like massage it's things like being in nature it's yeah musical concerts, it's live comedy, and it's mini vacations and vacations. Like it. Shirley, do you like massage? Yeah, I like pretty much all the things you've said. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, Sh- yeah, Shirley went to a really funny uh, concert, or uh, they actually called it even opera recently. Yeah. What was the strange thing about that one? 
basically they were playing i went there with school and they were playing on very strange instruments like uh one of the least strange ones that i remember were like playing on glasses like this but let me think they so played on I- uh, imagine taking uh when you're playing the the violin uh but you actually take the string out of your long johns like the underwear Oh, wow. I thought that was quite interesting. It yeah, really with a, good. Uh, hang it on a coat <laughs> hanger and then just like play with a coat hanger. <laughs> right, a so, bit weird. Yeah, b- b- back on track again. So, yeah, it's allowed to have fun also on this podcast, right, Charlie? Yeah, of course. All right. So, beyond that, tell us more about you work with lots of people who are in tough situations, maybe at work or maybe at home. Any kind of like a general advice that can help our audience? Um, yeah, I guess it would depend on the situation. But I, I mean, for me, I spend a lot of time helping people focus on emotional management. And, you know, the, the first step for that is always awareness, because I deal with a lot or I've dealt with in the past, a lot of angry men. And I can't tell you how many of them only recognize that they're angry shortly after the fact. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I talked to some guys who'd be like, yeah, you know, I my wife said something and next thing I knew there was a hole in the wall and I kind of woke up and I was like, how'd that get there? Yeah. And my wife's like, well, you did that. Now that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but we often are only aware of how we feel after the fact. And so to become aware of how we feel in the moment becomes huge. I mean, you know, one of the things that we've talked about or that the research has shown is that women can identify complex feelings within the first couple minutes for men, it can often take us several hours to figure out how we feel, which is often really frustrating to a lot of the women. We'll, we'll, we'll jump into coaching more. So what, what's your best assessment of, of the following? Imagine that someone just like me would have a tendency to react often interpreting the wife's uh, comments as critique. Well, I mean, my first question would be, are they- hey, I'm talking about myself, obviously. <laughs> Are they actually criticisms or, you know, no, no, it's, no, it's not, not really, but I'm just in a stupid way, short wired. Uh, if I don't pay attention to it, that it, it goes in that direction. Not all the time, obviously, but now and then. Well, and, and part of it is, are you reacting or is this hypothetical person reacting defensively to what's being said? Because I think there's two different. Yeah. 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 No, I, I would say absolutely reacting uh, defensively. Yeah. And, and if that's the case, then one of the skills to practice is trying to listen for what's behind the criticism or what sounds like criticism. Because, yeah. uh, for instance, um, is it, you know, you never pay attention to me, for example, could be that she misses you, that she's looking to connect. Yeah. yeah Whereas no, I, if we just yeah. hear it on the surface, we can get triggered with anger and be like, what are you talking about? Like, I always pay attention to you. Yeah. Yeah. Right, surely. When I said that and also the question, did any of that make sense to you? Well, maybe things about when you're building stuff, you build a lot in the home because mom, mom wants to renovate the whole house. We live in a big house, so there's a lot to renovate. So dad is often working and trying to uh, <laughs> fix things in the house. So um, mom, often it, it's about like some angle or something that's wrong. And then uh, yeah. it's like pretty much super hard to do again. <laughs> it's taking dad loads of hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I redo it once, twice. A bit hard, like, times. yeah, Carol, do that again, awesome. <laughs> well, and one of the things that I work with clients on is, you know, practicing noticing what's good. Like, you know, exactly. I, I, yeah. There, yeah. there's this huge tendency that we have to criticize what we see, you know, like in, in the example you gave, Sean, like that angle's wrong. 
but you miss all the 99 other things that were done exactly. really well. And the idea that we want to reward behaviors that we want to see is huge. And it, it applies to parenting. It applies to corporations. It applies yep. to leadership. It's catch them doing good, catch them doing exactly. what you want them to do and compliment that genuinely as opposed to, you know, criticizing the one thing out of a hundred that is wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I completely with you. And uh, I think uh, I got the idea from Darren Hardy about having a positive thing log, basically just you have to find something in this person's behavior or what they do on a daily basis, which, which is something really great. Uh, yeah, and when, you, when you look for something which is great and, and good, then you're very much changing your whole posture, attitude, mindset around the person as well. Yeah, and, and part of that relates to pessimism versus optimism. Part of it yeah. is, you know, if you've got a depressive person, they're definitely going to be pessimistic. And then they're going to look for what's not going well in themselves and others. True, true. Yes, Charlie. So he's working with people who, who are in some different situation, like linked to psychology. Think about if you might have a question. I won't put you on stop spot now, but think about the question for, for later in, in this mm-hmm. chat. So people who would like to follow your work, you've got a podcast. Tell us more about the podcast. Yeah, the podcast is called The Evolved Caveman, and it's on yeah. every platform that has podcasts on it. But the idea is basically... I wanted to help men evolve towards greater success and happiness at work yeah. and home. And I think that you know one of the big ideas that I've been pushing is this idea of man box culture and how we're socialized and masculinity in the sense that how we're socialized happens from a very young age, say the age of four on. And if you know what we found is that if at a very young age, if boys show too much sadness or fear, Someone, you know, could be a father, could be a teacher, could be a coach, could be a friend or even a girlfriend, will say something like, dude, stop being such a pussy. And if someone shows too much joy, excitement, love, romanticism, someone will be, someone will say something like, dude, stop being so gay. So forget the language, but that's often what we get. Some very, yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you're at all aware and sensitive, you jump back into that man box real quickly. And so, you know, what's the man box? It's that idea that, well, we're socialized to believe that we're self-reliant, we're invulnerable, we don't feel, you know, we dominate women, we're aggressive, we're loud, we're the providers in the family. And some of that stuff is really good, but some of it can be damaging. Yeah. And what happens with that man box culture is that what are we left with as men? We're left with three things that we can publicly display without fear of humiliation. One is lust. One is stress, because if I say I'm stressed, it says I'm important and busy. And the third one is some degree of anger, irritation, frustration, rage. But most of our emotions get channeled through that anger lens, which the problem with that is it really screws up our relationship down the road. And, you know, in the U.S. anyway, it's the wives 75% of the time that are initiating divorce here. And the main reason I hear is, I can't connect with my husband. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's not our fault, but it is our responsibility to find new tools or new ways of being to be better in relationships so that we're all happier. How do you think that men are supposed to not be in this like man box? Where, <laughs> how, you, how have you phrased it? <laughs> well, how can you, because I, 
I don't think that it's a super good thing. You don't seem like you think uh, it's a super good thing. How are you supposed to like avoid it? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think you know the first step is awareness and having the ability to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I, I think that you know just being aware of the game that's being played. I mean, I remember I was 50 years old and I was at a punk rock festival uh, with yeah. we we're watching The Offspring. And I was there with a friend of mine from college and a mosh pit sprung up in front of us, right? And so he was like, dude, get in the mosh pit. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm cool. Dude, get in the mosh pit. No, I'm, I'm fine. And then he goes, <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Because <laughs> I just started laughing, right? I'm like, I'm, yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. 50 and I'm still getting this stuff. And yeah. so, I, mean, I think just if you're aware of the dynamic, if you're aware of the game, you can step out of the game and not be controlled by it. And if there's parts of masculinity or the man box culture that you love and that you've chosen, like do that. Good for yeah. you. But so much of this stuff we just pick up without any awareness because it's just so deep in our cultures that it's the air we breathe. And so to be aware of it and to start to ask, is it okay to feel, um, do I want to dominate women? You know, do I want to be aggressive or do I want to be assertive? So I I think just having some of these questions asked and answering them for yourself with an awareness that there's not one ideal form of masculinity, there's hundreds of them. Yeah. And to, to give yourself the freedom of just, this is who I am. Like it's, this is me being a man and I'm okay with it, whatever it is. And, and I think yeah. giving your, your friends permission around you to be whatever they want to be for being masculine is a big deal too. Cause I mean, we're policing ourselves for the most part. I mean, you guys have both seen it, right? Yeah. yeah you of mean, course. friend calling you pussy or, you know, dude, you're such a fag, you know, all those insults that we get and maybe they're different in London or Sweden, but, this stuff has been around since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's exactly the same. Exactly the same. So, thinking about men in your age, Charlie. Mm-hmm. So, like uh, young or mid teenagers. Yeah, uh, men, men, mm-hmm. young men. How does this fit in with the what the John Sharon? Well, I can definitely see that it happens to others. To me, I don't personally get so affected. I know that others uh, are affected, but I'm not personally so affected. And uh, linked to this, I think recently I've been thinking a lot about this, like masculinity part, uh, thinking from all sides, basically. Yeah, that was very interesting. Because his brother Ivan, who's also one of the oh. uh, hosts on, on this podcast, occasionally, surely is, is always here. Uh, he is 15, so there we have some tension there occasionally right he might use some of the tactics he just mentioned uh, two minutes ago joe <laughs> so wait sean you're 13 right uh yeah so i mean part of it doesn't really kick into high year until like freshman well you've got different until like 14 or 15 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no, you just be aware that you've got a little bit more coming when you get a little bit older and so i'm, I'm glad that it's not impacting you that much but I mean, it's even things like, you know, are you comfortable crying in front of your best friend, for example? Or are you comfortable crying in front of yeah, exactly. public or in front of a girlfriend? Like, I've had guys here in the U.S. who are in high school. Like, one dude was crying in front of his girlfriend, and the girlfriend was like, dude, stop being such a pussy. Wow. Later on in life, you get, you're married and you're an adult, and they're like, why can't you feel? Like, how come you can't? connect with me and like well we got yeah. you know socialized that way when we were kids 
Yeah, no, absolute social. I mean, I can't remember when I was crying properly last time. What about you, Sean? Can you remember when you were crying last time? Well, yeah, probably related to my brother. Oh, right. Yeah, no problem. Uh, talking about uh, how to deal with anger. Charlie is just about probably the next two weeks to, to graduate for black belt in Taekwondo. How, Charlie, has the discipline from uh, martial arts help you to, to just mentally block or any of those verbal uh, insults? <laughs> mentally block, I like her. Uh, well... Because you're very good at actually not picking a fight. Yeah, actually, I, win, I win, win against yeah, I've <laughs> never been in a proper fight in my life. Of course, I've been in a actually proper fight with my brother sometimes. <laughs> well, I actually have a quite good relationship with my brother because I'm really used to his um, his uh, <laughs> way of treating me. I, I actually really love my brother. But anyway, I think often when people people's insults are always quite stupid. They yeah. don't really affect me. But with Taekwondo, when it comes to disciplining, it's a lot about focus and stuff like that. Because in Taekwondo, it is so controlled. Uh, of course, I've gone in kids' groups and uh, uh, groups for some of the older people. But o- often, even in the kids' groups, it's so controlled. No one like really gets angry at each other. So there's none of that like um, trying to stop yourself from getting aggressive. Yeah. Of course, that is a part of what we are taught and that like it's a lot better to run away from the fight than being a fight but i've actually never found myself in a situation where i have to properly fight someone yeah no i i i rarely get into fights i try to talk people down instead mm-hmm. yeah exactly uh, like we had in the pre-podcast conversation it would be quite irresponsible for me to do some serious uh, harm to someone because of my past training how do you deal with people provoking you john Part of it is I look at what's the emotion underlying the insult. You know, I I deal with a lot of uh, clients that are in high school, for example, that are getting in a lot of fights, or at least I used to. And one of the things I would talk to them about is, have you considered what their home life might be like? Yeah, good point. How much pain are they in that they're repeatedly calling you names and trying to provoke you? Yeah. Um, The other thought is, you know, Sean, you've seen the Avengers movies, yeah? Uh, No, actually, I haven't. Have you seen an Iron Man? I, 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 yeah, go for it. I've seen it. Uh, share okay. the story. I'll, I'll bring you to speed later. Please. Okay. <laughs> um, wow, Frederick, you should really let him go out. He's a movie. Yeah, I know. Please, I'm not a freak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Iron Man, Tony Stark, has an arc reactor in his chest, right? That's his first yep. pipe and his power. And to allow someone to call you names and make you mad is kind of like giving the arc reactor to the other person saying... Here's my energy. Here's my power. Do what you will with it. Um, the other idea I like is just giving someone the remote control and saying, here, push my buttons, do what you will. Good point. Good point. Uh, <laughs> be, be, I mean, we, we, we could carry on forever. This is really uh, great and entertaining, John. Uh, be careful and mindful about your time. Uh, and this being also a spontaneous podcast. Uh, if people like to follow you or your work, what's the easiest way for people to find you online? Um, you can find me on Instagram at The Evolved Caveman or check out the podcast, The Evolved Caveman, or check me out online at theevolvedcaveman.com. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, Charlie, would you like to do the, your standard outro? Yeah, sure. And uh, of course, <laughs> I will uh, I will definitely check out all these uh, movies. I'll binge all of them and uh, <laughs> it'll be awesome. Okay. 
So thank you for being on this podcast, John, and uh, thank you for listening to the podcast or watching this podcast, anyone who's enjoying this. And uh, also one more thing. I like to talk about how I love when people give me five-star reviews on this podcast. <laughs> so anyone listening, that would be awesome. All right. Thank you very much, John. Take All care. Right. Thanks, Frederick. Bye. Thanks, Sean.